Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 260 of Optimal Living Advice, the podcast where we take any questions you might have about the many struggles of life and get them answered for you here on the show. I am your host, Certified Life Coach, Greg Audino, reminding you before we begin that if you have a question you would like help with on the show, we welcome you to email it to us at advice at oldpodcast.com. You will definitely hear back from us. I hope everyone is looking ahead to a nice weekend. But before that, I've got a question today that I'm really excited to share with you. Another great question about self-love. Our asker today, one of your fellow listeners, is on a great journey of self-love, but she feels some distance, uh, some distance between loving herself, yet still relying on the love of others at the same time. Can these two go hand in hand? Is it inevitable that they go hand in hand? Or will we never truly love ourselves until we release the need for approval from others? Big questions to ask. So let's see uh, if we can find a way to look at them a little bit differently. Here's the question. I've leaned on the OLD shows for learning to love myself more. And I have. Self-love has been my main goal, and I usually think I'm doing well with it. I no longer hate myself. I love myself. But I still feel a little bit disconnected from fully loving myself because one thing that hasn't changed is that I really care a lot what people think of me. Any times that I feel I don't love myself come up when someone else is upset with me or disapproves of something I've done. Is this standing in the way of me loving myself fully? A very smart and introspective question asker, thank you. Self-love as an idea is just plastered in so many places these days, it's easy to forget that it has many layers and intricacies, just as love between two people would have. And I think for your own journey towards self-love, or anyone's journey towards self-love, keeping that in mind is important, because it's just much easier to see the problems like between two people than problems within ourselves. So, uh, for the sake of stepping outside yourself a little bit, and seeing your thoughts as separate entities from yourself, let's continue to explore that. Now, first of all, you can definitely love yourself while also talking badly to yourself. These two are definitely not mutually exclusive, and I can tell that while you do love yourself, the way you talk to yourself could probably use some tweaking. You see, even if you are really proud of yourself and celebrate that, negative self-talk can still be based in other people. So think of inner thoughts like, they're going to laugh at me if we go hiking and I need to take some extra breaks. Or, they won't think I'm smart unless I get that degree. You know, you might be able to say to yourself, I don't judge myself for needing extra breaks, or I'm excited to continue my learning through reading instead of going back to school. But, you approving of yourself like this is not the same as being content when others do not approve, even if they're just teasing. Again. This might be tough to grasp within yourself, though. So, to make things easier, what would this dynamic look like if you were two people in a relationship with one another? Well, how many couples are there in which one person loves the other, relies on that bond, but still treats them badly? There's plenty. Dysfunctional relationships, including with ourselves, work in all kinds of ways. A man can love his wife, but also have deep-seated needs for recognition and respect that cause him to scold her anytime she's 
saying something embarrassing in front of his colleagues, okay? So if you were your own spouse, what would the equivalent be? Would it be something similar? Based on what you've sent me, I might suggest that for you, it could be partner one loves his spouse named partner two, and their relationship has been getting stronger, just like your self-love has getting stronger, has been getting stronger. But every time someone else feels partner two doesn't measure up, partner one starts to think, at least for a moment, about how they could do better than partner two and try to make partner two fit the mold of what partner one's peers approve of. If this doesn't sound like a perfect fit, then spend some time wording it in a way that does. But if this will do, then the next question is, how would this be remedied? So how would you recommend a couple like this improve their relationship that's actually reflective of what's going on within you? If you were in a romantic relationship like this, especially if you were on the receiving end, so partner two, what kind of adjustments would you like to see from your partner one? Of course, this is a question for you and how you define loving relationships. But based on that comparison that I offered, I've got some ideas off the top of my head. One would be that this couple, or at least partner one, should get some new friends. Uh, ideally, they would be friends who respect both the choices of partner one and the qualities of partner two, not trying to change either of them unless partner two is legitimately destructive. Another idea would be that the couple makes sure they are doing enough things with their time that matter to them and not to others outside the relationship. So on an individual level, this would mean you making sure that your time is spent on things in which the primary goal is you just loving and enjoying them rather than because others like them or because they generate respect from others. And then a third idea uh, would be that partner one reminds himself of and practices loving partner two for all of their great attributes. And again, since you are both partners, this would be something like journaling about all of the reasons you love yourself, all of the parts of yourself that you're proud of, and accepting all the parts of yourself that you still feel could use some work. So once more, to summarize, the way you might describe the love you have for yourself through the lens of an imaginary couple could be different from what I concocted. But either way, creating some type of comparison and then viewing the inconsistencies and some possible solutions from the outside in could be a nice way to go about this and generate a truer self-love in a new way. Really good question today. Thanks so much for being here for it, everyone. And Asker, I really hope this helped you out some. A lot of the big questions we face really become tougher than they have to be because it is so difficult to understand uh, or, or play the many parts of ourselves that wrestle with finding different types of answers. So I recommend that whenever possible, you all find opportunities to imagine these questions being faced by other people. It's very simple. It's very effective. If your question was being faced by someone else, you may not have a confident answer right away, but... What types of things jump out to you about them immediately that you maybe overthink a lot more for yourself? How are they self-sabotaging in ways that you're justifying when it's just you? This type of approach can help us to be more objective, which is super important for us due to how challenging it can be to know what's actually good for us. So on that note, have a great weekend, friends. Be safe, and I will look forward to being with you again 
for 261. That's on Monday. I'll talk to you then.